In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear brethren, we just heard in the epistle on this fifth Sunday after Pentecost, St. Paul, who invites us very clearly and without any option to be saint, to be holy, to be pure, to be modest. He gives us a spiritual program, beloved, be all like-minded in prayer, compassionate, lovers of the brethren, merciful, reserved, humble. And this program, as we know, has no alternative. It's absolutely necessary to reach perfection. Perfection, which is mentioned so many times in Holy Scripture. Perfection that we can read, for instance, in the book of Revelation. Nothing stained can enter into the kingdom of heaven. And we may, of course, remember the verse in the Gospel of St. Matthew, Be ye perfect, because your Father is in heaven is perfect. So we know the goal to reach, but we also experience every day of our life the obstacles that we do put against perfection. And these obstacles are our personal sins, thoughts, words, actions that we commit with consent, with full knowledge. In the Gospel today, we hear about one of the examples of, uh, of sin, one of these big obstacles, which is the murder. Whoever shall kill shall be liable to judgment. Murder is, of course, a big sin, a capital sin, a grave sin. It is a sin of which we speak about, we hear about in Holy Scripture when we read the verse the sins that cry to heaven for vengeance, along, by the way, with impurity against nature, along with those who take advantage of the poor, like in the book of Exodus, or again in the epistle to St. James, of those who defraud the working man of his wages. So, Murder is definitely a big sin, but it's only an example which is given to us. An example so that we can apply this sin, this main obstacle, to our lives, to other smaller sins, to many other occasions. It might be slightly more difficult to accept that anger is also a big, or could become a big obstacle to reach perfection. But we have to realize that with this second example and perfect example, small sins can easily be turned into big ones. And this is why our Lord warns us very patiently, with a great heart, very fatherly. Saint Augustine, one of the greatest doctors of the church, gives us this example. The grains of sand are very small, yet, if accumulated, they can sink a ship. So, Jesus, our Lord, wants, wants us so that we must strive to do better than following the minimal letter of the law. This is, in a certain sense, almost easy. It's easy not to kill. I hope we are all here in this uh, 
situation, at least. But that's not enough to be perfect. It's not enough to, not enough to avoid the physical commission of sin. We all have to root out and eliminate the very beginning of the seeds of sin. In the Old Law, the Old Testament, it was said clearly that you shall not kill. But in the Gospel, we read, unless your justice exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. So you see how the scribes and the Pharisees understood it very literally. They interpreted it according to the letter of the law rather than to the spirit of the law. So this was definitely a limited understanding of justice. And Jesus, God himself, and the church, our whole catechism, teaches us that this is not enough to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So, not only the physical murder can burial our souls from heaven, but we all have to look deeper into our souls. We all have to purify ourselves inwardly also. That means we should not tolerate these little grains of sand. We should not tolerate, invite, or make our friends of all these daily sins Little sins, we call them little sins because finally they are only venial, they are not mortal. And even if there are a lot of them around us, they do not make one mortal sin. So we could tolerate them, we could live with them, but actually that's dangerous life. This is more, called more surviving than really living. Saint Augustine teaches us again, do not despise venial sins because they, are, because they appear trifling, but fear them because they are numerous. And again, drops of water are very small, yet how often they become a mighty river, a raging torrent, sweeping everything before them. So you see, my dear brethren, how all these venial sins predispose us to greater fault. They do weaken our devotion. They do make trouble into the peace of our conscience. And they, step by step, but they always diminish the fervor of our charity, which is the love of God within our hearts. So let us always be vigilant, because the evil one, the devil, the world, and also our fallen nature constantly present evil thoughts, evil words to us, even unwillingly. And these are called temptations. We must have a permanent, a constant discernment on all these temptations and also never confuse them with um, confused temptation with sin. These are two different things. Sin really starts with our consent. It is our consent, the consent of our wills, that makes us guilty, not the attack itself. These are two different things. Again, Saint Francis de Sales teaches us with great charity, with a great hope, 
with a good heart. He wrote, let the enemy rage at the gate. Let him knock, pound, scream, howl. Let him do his worst. We know for certain that he cannot enter our soul except by the door of our consent. So, my dear brethren, this Sunday let us renew our desire and make the good resolution to seek to root out the very first elements of sins from our heart. Let us seek to plant the seeds of virtue and grace in our souls as we weed out the, sin, the seeds of sin. Let us also always strive to plant holy and worldly desires in our will, in our memory, in our intelligence, to produce virtuous thoughts, words and actions. And in this way, with our, our virtues will not be hypocritical, our just, justice will exceed the letter of the law, and we will be made worthy of the eternal reward to enter the kingdom of heaven. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.